Radio Sport 25 to 11. Every Tuesday, we review the weekend's Premier League action. Only four games gone, and this already looks very much like a two-horse race. Liverpool on top with 12 points. Manchester City have 10. The teams that seem most likely to chase them down have all stuttered a bit at the start line. Arsenal already five points behind Liverpool. Spurs, Manchester United and Chelsea have each just won one of their first four games. Our guest analyst today, producer, reporter, journalist, pundit, football observer for many years from the TVNZ FC podcast, Simon Plummer's with us. Thanks for your time, Simon. Good morning. You're very welcome, Jason. Morning to you. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks, mate. Great to talk some football with you. Uh, can anybody catch the top two or is this a two horse race even after four games? Uh, the simple answer to that is no, I would have thought. They're, they're a clear class above those two. Um, they're, they're just unstoppable, frankly. When you look at the, the next tier down, uh, Spurs have been pretty up and down and the rest of them are just too inconsistent. It's, it's already even just after four games. This is probably just a, a two team thing. Liverpool have won four, well, played four, one, four. Do you think Liverpool can win the Premier League? Uh, I, I do think they can. Um, the question is, I think Man City can stop them from doing it. I don't think it's necessarily in Liverpool's hands, which is just quite crazy, to be honest. But we saw last season Liverpool couldn't really have done much more. Perhaps they, they drew a couple too many games. But the problem for Liverpool is Man City and the fact that City just very rarely slip up. Could Manchester City's absolute desire to win the Champions League, the one trophy that still eludes them, could that be perhaps something that plays into Liverpool's favour? Might Manchester City, I guess is what I'm asking, take their eye off the Premier League ball for the Champions League prize? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the the one thing that has evaded City and they're kind of the the new Man City, as it were, the the mass-funded Man City, the machine that just rolls over everyone. It's also something that's eluded uh, Guardiola there, obviously, and it's something that his career there will ultimately be be measured against. But it's tricky to say that um, that, that Champions League will it will necessarily derail the the league campaign. We saw with Liverpool last season, the their league campaign was the best it's ever been. It was the best runner-up finish there's ever been. And look at what they won. They didn't win the Premier League, but they still won the Champions League. So it's so hard to call, but. You have to say, if you're a Man City fan or if you're involved with that club, winning winning big is, as it's known, um, that, that is the big one. Absolutely. Well, while the top two are expected, Simon, the next two certainly are not. Leicester are third, unbeaten. Um, what would a good season look like for Leicester? I mean, they're not going to win the thing like they did a few years ago. What would a good season look like for them? Yeah, you're right. I mean, you'd be, you'd be a very brave man to bet on Leicester winning the league again this season. It's really hard to know what overachieving is for that club these, these days. I mean, winning the league was just absolutely extraordinary. And obviously, over the last couple of seasons, they, they've lost two big players in Riyad Mahrez and, and Maguire as well, most recently. But they've actually recruited really well. Um, and they've had players like uh, James Madison come through. Um, obviously, Eng- England call up uh, to the squad this week. And also, Jamie Vardy, pre-season, there were some some questions about his uh, fitness and whether his legs had gone a little bit. But you saw over the weekend the two two kind of trademark Vardy goals where he gets in behind the fence and, and puts those away. I think if, if he can stay fit and players like Vardy, uh, sorry, Madison can stay fit, who knows? And the big thing for them as well has been in uh, Brendan Rodgers bringing him in. He's um, One thing he is very good at is binding a team and being a very good man-manager. Um, he may have kind of underperformed a little bit at Liverpool, but what you've seen is every player really loves to play for that guy, and it's vitally important. I think in terms of a realistic expectation for Leicester, I think 
they could perhaps make them out at the top four, definitely top six. Um, you, you, I guess you, you, it's not a huge surprise. While it's, while it's, uh, or, sorry, it's not a shock. It's a little bit of a surprise to see Leicester there. It's quite mm. a big surprise to see Crystal Palace in fourth place because they don't have form of any kind in, in the upper echelons of the Premier League. They beat Aston Villa 1-0 after their win over United at Old Trafford. Are they, though, Simon, destined to kind of come back into the pack and, and end up sort of ninth or tenth? Yeah, I think you're right, Jason. I think they're, they're likely to tank a little bit from there. They've, they Initially, the first game, they were a little bit slow, but they've actually got progressively better over the four games, and obviously we are very early in the season, but it's not a side that anyone would have put in that top four preseason. Obviously, they, they lost uh, Wan-Bissaka to, to Man United. Uh, there was a lot of unrest around Wilf Zaha, whether he would go or not. Obviously, that's now with the window closing, they, they've got him. But it wasn't a club that people thought mm, they'll, they'll match what they did necessarily last season. But when you look at the squad, they've actually they've got some real depth there. Um, even though they've, they've lost a couple of players, people like uh, Milivojevic, obviously Zaha, Van Arnholt, um, Andros Townsend, even even Schupp's a bit of an underrated player. They've got a good squad, but yeah, you wouldn't fancy top six finish. However, they've got also Christian Benteke, who, frankly, since he left Villa, has just been a shadow of a man. But if they could get him firing, they could potentially make a run at top six. But I still think it's unlikely. Manchester United had a brilliant opening day, 4-0 win over Chelsea. Since then, a draw with Wolves, the loss to Palace we just talked about, and this weekend a draw away at Southampton. What do you see in Manchester United's immediate future? Uh, mediocrity, to be honest with you. It's uh, it's this transitional season for United still. I mean, they've, they've appointed a manager surely from their heart and not their head. Um, they've brought in some good players in, in Wan-Bissaka and, and Maguire, but I think that's only half, that's only fixed half their defensive problems. I mean, the next best defender is uh, Lindelof, who's just not it's not quite up to the mustard of a team of Man United size. They've also got issues in midfield. Um, what's going to happen with Pogba? Is he going to commit to them or not? Or can they even get the best out of that player? And then they've also got issues up front as well. They, they're missing at least one world-class striker uh, to try and support Rashford. Uh, obviously, you see when Martial uh, this weekend was injured, they, they miss him. But they're, they're just lacking a bit of depth. And I think Man United fans are going to have to be satisfied that they it's realistic they may not make the top four again this season because they're, they're kind of halfway through fixing the team. Whether Solskjaer is the man for the job remains to be seen, though. Is Frank Lampard the man for the job at Chelsea? Similar question. What do you see for them mm. this season? It's a very similar question. It's a really good point. I think it's another example of uh, appointing a former player who, had he not played for the club, would never be in that job ever at all. He's had one season at Derby, did okay. They'd expect a top six finish, which they achieved. But it's almost like he's getting found out a little bit, Lampard. I mean, if you look at Chelsea's uh, performances so far this season, admittedly only first four games, they're starting matches well, but it's the second half. They just get run over. And whether that's a fitness thing, whether that's a tactical thing, you would hope it was tactical and the players weren't unfit. But they just keep losing leads. And to, to lose a 2-0 a lead to Sheffield United at home, that's really concerning if you're a Chelsea fan. Always interesting to see how the newly promoted sides do, uh, especially early on, whether they do enough to sort of get themselves some breathing space after Christmas. Uh, Sheffield United have made the best start, win two draws and a loss through four games. Aston Villa and Norwich are in the bottom three with three losses each from their first four games. Who looks best equipped of the three, Simon, to stay up or, or might more than one stay up? 
I think more than one's got a good chance to stay up. I think Norwich and Villa have, could feel really hardly done by to be in that bottom three and losing three games. They've, their form has been sensational and they've, they've been a bit unlucky. Um, if they keep playing the way they're playing, I think both of those will survive. I think they're both better than Watford. They're both better than Newcastle. Um, Sheffield United, though, they look a really plucky team. Um, they play quite an unusual style of football, which has been spoken about quite a lot with their inverted uh, centre-backs. But they just don't, they don't know when they're beating those guys. And you saw over the weekend, they just, they've got a great Northern English manager who's kind of... Uh, is out the old school kind of Neil Warnock style mould, and I think I think they'll be all right too. I think this season you could very realistically see all three of the promoted sides stay up, and it would be great to to see three go down. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. shake it up a bit. Absolutely, all right. And just to finish, you're a Nottingham Forest fan, uh, so we need to give you a chance to talk about them. Five games Indeed. unbeaten after a loss, first up, tenth in the championship. Are they a chance, Simon, of pushing for promotion to the Premier League? Oh, here's hoping, Jason. It's been 21 years, 21 very long years. Uh, I don't think there's anything worse than being a Forest and an England fan. Uh, <laughs> but we're 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 hopeful. I think top two is unrealistic. I think I think Leeds. Uh, I think Leeds should finish first or second this season. But I think for teams like Forest, we've, we've recruited really well. This is whether we can get those guys to guys to knit. I think a top six finish is realistic. Like you say, not lost since the first day of the season, but. It's all about turning those draws into wins, I think, in that league. It's just so tight. But um, please, I am praying to the gods, not one more season in the championship. I'd be very <laughs> grateful. <laughs> oh, I've loved chatting to you, Simon. Thanks for taking the time to join us on Radio Sport today, mate. You're welcome, mate. Nice talking, Jason.